What's up, AP Sports Nation? Hope all is well and you're having a great start to the year. Here with another episode with someone else from the journalism space. We had a lovely person on called Ellie Grant. Ellie was at The Sun doing a sports journalism internship for about six months, which she's just finished now. Ellie literally came on and shared about how she got into the, the world of journalism and why. Kind of that journey of getting that internship, which is always a struggle for everyone, we know that. And just read, sharing about you know what she likes about that space, what she's really excited to do down the line in her career in that space. But overall, really good insight from someone who's done a great internship in the world of sport, in journalism, which you know is a, a vast area to be in. And just really good insight from someone who's just really trying and getting into that world very early in their career. So check it out. Let us know what your thoughts are. And we've got one more journalism focus episode coming out next week as well, or later this week. So look out for that. But Look forward to hearing about your thoughts on this one and let's get stuck in. Usually when we have someone on, obviously I've met you, which is great. And you haven't met Callum. We usually do like an icebreaker about sport in general, because that's what we're all about. For you, what's your sport? What were you playing back at uni? I think we've seen that. Oh, you mentioned you did loads of different sports, but like, what was like your thing when you're younger? Um, so swimming was my main sport. Swam since I was about nine. Done that throughout school, throughout uni, and then now I don't really do it so much. I Front tell crawl, people I do backstroke, breaststroke, breaststroke, breaststroke. Okay, yeah. that is the worst one for me. I hate it. Really? I hate it. Yeah, I just feel it's awkward. Just... Well, no, I think I think <laughs> no. I don't like backstroke because I'll end up just. You shouldn't do this, but you'll end up just not seeing where you're going. Clearly, yeah. And then I end up hurt. <laughs> then I end up hurting myself. And then breaststroke's a bit too slow. Like I just want to get there. Like just, just I know go. what you mean. Yeah, it's the slowest stroke. But I don't know. It's just when I was. Best but not. At. But not when you were doing it. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, at least we're not doing races against each other because that would be dreadful. <laughs> like, what we we do, were you the classic, like, all the swimmer at boarding school, all the swimmers would wake up at like stupid hours o'clock and do swimming in the morning? Did you do that? Yeah, so I used to train about six times a week. I'm not going to say I was one of them that was extreme eight, nine, ten times a week, but yeah, that did mean going in the mornings before school. So I used to wake up at like five, half five. Train yes, till like seven, half seven, then go to school, and then in the evening go back training again. Wow, Worst night there. Live in the water, sub that. I have to say, at least you're committed though. Or I don't know if it was probably parents, guardians, or whatever pushing you to do it. <laughs> a mixture. And then it was definitely a mixture. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, like, great, like. Thank you for obviously coming on and doing this. Is I think it's really, really interesting for like what you've done and what your internship is at the minute. But before we get into that, like. You obviously went to university. You didn't do a sport degree. You did, I think you did geography, you said. Like, yeah. I love to hear about what uni was like and also how you're finding it because you've only just come out of uni in the summer. Like, how's that all going? Yeah, so uni was great. I mean, I started during lockdown, which was a completely different experience probably to what most uni students will have. Mm. Um, so it was just interesting, like, moving to Nottingham, away from home in lockdown though and then yeah I did geography as my degree it was just my best subject at school so for A levels I did geography history and PE and I always loved PE but I just thought it was very limited mm -hmm. in what 
I felt like I was restricting myself if I went to uni and just did sports science because I feel like if you did sports science it's very specific and you sort of have to go down that route and I didn't know if sport was what I wanted to go down then so I just picked geography as it was more broad and I really enjoyed the course like the course was great at uni did more human geography so it was more like history politics economics like that sort of side of it and yeah and I decided throughout my time which I always recommend is picking up work experience where you can because in my first year I took an extra module which was a placement for uh, to do social media marketing it, it, they were called like travel tier and they used to organize student-based volunteering programs in Southeast Asia and they used to do art programs sport programs wow or just like basic volunteering programs where you'd go to um schools and stuff and just help with like educational programs and I really enjoyed the school side of it there like marketing that what what type of what type of media was that then was that just predominantly the sort of before all the short forms came in I imagine so you know it's yeah. probably websites and that type of thing or was it more like twitter or instagram or that how did that work yeah it was like website based and also instagram was their biggest platform at that point like tiktok wasn't really a thing then so instagram was really big getting like stories had just become a thing so it's like posting stories every day posts and also facebook was a big one for them as well so it's just running those accounts they had like an account for each sort of program like a sport one an art one education so just posting all of them like updates and things and I did really enjoy it but I was like I was still wasn't quite sure like oh is this what I want to do and then in second year I didn't didn't do a placement in second year because I got a part-time job because I swim teach on the side I've always done that I picked that up in second year because like lockdown restrictions sort of um like started to ease and so I had like a part-time job so I was quite busy trying to go to uni work and then I used to like swim as well while I was at uni so trying to you balance you were just trying that. to live that's all you were doing just trying, trying to live, live and yeah. survive <laughs> trying to survive in this harsh harsh world at that point yeah. money fitness uni what you're there yeah. to do so, I mean if I didn't have a part-time job I don't know how I would have survived at uni honestly so that did help and then in my third year well, in second year, I tried to apply for internships and I was going down the box standard route of finance and getting into the corporate Interesting. I was not expecting Fun. that. Yeah, just because I was like, I need work experience. I felt like I didn't have a lot of professional work experience. I had sort of volunteering based stuff, but nothing that really I didn't think stood out on my CV. And I thought if I want to leave uni and get on a good graduate scheme, I need to try get an internship completely failed I honestly must have applied to so many banks um startups any form I was applying for like everything I was gonna say why why do you think you failed in speech marks really why do you, why would you say that you think you failed um probably because I actually wasn't passionate about any of the jobs like you could probably see that straight through my application um, I was did just you, surprised. Did you interview much? Did you get many interviews for that? Just curious, um, really, because so a lot of them, you know, you have to do like the assessments and then like the video interviews. I never got through to a face-to-face interview and just failed all of them. Just yeah, that's right. 
I mean, Same. there's not there's not a lot of help for interviewing anyway when you're at uni, so you're no. sort of left to your own devices, which is a bit crap. Yeah. Um, and you know, my work right now is financial services recruitment, and again, the amount of people that apply, it's quite difficult for those outside of a finance module as such or a degree yeah. to really get the foot in the door so and I think even when you said it there you're not that bothered by it you know it was just no. like, oh I need I need an office job because I don't have an office job on my CV yeah rather rather than actually doing more potentially of the social media world because obviously where you've ended up now was different and wouldn't be a financial role. it's interesting though because like you have that it's such a competitive market the internship like we know that like me and Callum yeah. like, when we got into we had a placement here we were like we need to find something so <laughs> it is competitive and like we get to you get to that point where you're like I just need to get something or I don't even get my placement here I go straight into uni again yeah and like all my mates are in placement so like, I get I get that as well and it sounds like and I completely understand that we were like let's just apply to everything and just try and get something which yeah like I understand that it's tough and yeah mm. so I was gonna say you know, I've I've seen that in I don't know, 2022, I don't know if that'll be third year, final year for you. Um, I don't know if you've um, ended Yeah, going into third year. Uh, you decided to set up a radio, is that right? Yeah, so this was coming into third year and I thought, right, I'm going to do that extra module again and apply for a like plate mini placement. And what came up was this... Um, company well community radio station called fmb radio and they offered to be a community journalist or a radio presenter and when i saw it, i was like wow that's really cool i didn't realize like i could do that with my degree because it's open to the geography students and i was thinking i was like i'm not gonna get that like i have no background in it or anything it was actually my grandma she was like She's always been really motivating when I've been applying for jobs. She's like, just apply. Like, what's the worst that can happen? So I applied for both. I applied for, like, the radio presenter and community journalist. And they actually got back to me on the radio presenting bit. Now, like, oh, we want you to come in for an interview. And, yeah, that's where it all started. So they took me on from there. And I just thought it would be more, like, shadowing, watching what they do. And they were like, no, 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 your head's so like you're gonna make your own radio program about anything you want it'll be more like podcast sort of style and I was like oh right okay had no knowledge in any of this so I spent my first day actually researching how do you make a podcast like how do you think of a topic um yeah, been there I... <laughs> been there done that <laughs> still doing it <laughs> still two years later still figuring out yeah definitely <laughs> Honestly, and I was just like trying to make out I knew what was happening because I think in the interview I was just saying, yeah, like, I've done this before, like, I've been, I've made a yeah. podcast. So I made it, I knew what I was doing, didn't. So I spent the whole time researching and decided, I was like, what am I passionate about? Like, what can I feel like I can talk about for a while? And I was like, sport. And then I was like, fitness, healthy living, like that sort of aspect because it wasn't a sport based company. They were more or um they were like a charity organized for um refugees and immigrants coming into the country and how they can sort of um sort of like a pathway of how they can get involved in yeah. the Nottingham community sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
So I wanted to go down the route of sport and like what sort of sport programs they could access or why sport is good for like your mental health and healthy living and what Nottingham can offer for that. So I based it all around that. And I just found I really enjoyed it. It wasn't huge, honestly. It wasn't really popular. I probably got about 40 or 50 listeners, I think most, on a podcast. It was nothing massive. And after the three months, they asked if I wanted to stay on and just help on their mental health programme side of it. So I got like a very small like commission off of it and did that till I finished uni. I probably made about four or five because I was so busy at uni. I had like my dissertation due at this point. And yeah, I just did a few podcasts. It was like on men's mental health, did one on like dementia. Men did another one on anxiety and think and social media pressure, but sort of bringing wow. in how sport can help with all of that. And from that, I was like, I really enjoy this. But I think at first, when you hear it, it sounded like a bit of a hobby at first. I was like, how can I actually make this into a job? So at this point, I was still applying for like your bog standard job roles, like basically anything. And it got to I was getting declined from everything and I was coming to the end of my degree and I was like I have nothing lined up here like what I don't know what I'm gonna do (laughs) and it must have been in April I just saw News UK which the Sun are a part of so News UK have the Times, Talk Sport, The Sun, Virgin Radio, Talk TV all of them work under News UK and News UK put on LinkedIn a women's sport internship. And I was like, oh, this seems a bit like I'm a woman in sport. I was like, okay. Clicked on it and it was just like a six-month internship. You get a qualification and you're writing about women's sport. And it was just sort of the criteria was like someone who has experience in sport is passionate about it and as it was entry level I was hoping well I don't presume you need that much qualification because it was literally entry level and internships from anyone who's like finished sixth form really or uni so it was sort of open to anyone so I just applied and it honestly happened so quick I didn't forget about the application but you when you apply you can't just apply for one job and think right I'm gonna get that you've got to keep your options open because it doesn't Mm -hmm. always work out absolutely yeah, and I got actually offered during this, before that, I just had an interview for Betfair okay. to do like a commercial graduate programme. And I thought that was actually quite good because it was sort of sport linked. And I thought, well, that's something in sport, like the most interesting job I'd been offered at that point. Well, got through at least on that point. So I just been to the interview in Leeds for Betfair. And then a day later, I got a call about the sun that I got from the internship there and I was like oh no like you know I was like stuck between I was like I'm not turning this interview down like I'm so I went to the office in London Bridge Mm -hmm. for the interview it honestly happened so quick so I literally applied for the job and then a month later had the interview like it all came around very quick and yeah I didn't actually get the original internship though with the sun it wasn't I didn't get the women's sport one uh, because they said my knowledge on women's football wasn't as good as the other girl, Rosie, who I'm now friends with, who where she got it. It's a happy ending in the end. <laughs> yeah, it is, because they were like, Sean, who's the head of sport at The Sun, he says he really liked me and wanted to offer me 
the just a general sport journalism internship which worked out I think perfect for me because where I'm still entering this field I think as broad as I can be in sports probably best while I'm still figuring out where I'm enjoying it the most mm. I mean I enjoy all of it but probably what more my speciality is I haven't quite figured that out yeah. yet by the way, before we get into like the actual thing you're doing, I think what's so great about it, and I love, I think I, I love this because you, like, if you went to you went to uni to do geography, there is no way you'd be saying, "Oh yeah, I like to do journalism." There is no ch- like, it's just yeah. so like you st- you stumbled into it. But I love the fact yeah, that you say you say you stumbled, but you like you actually did some things to, to get there, which is do these extra modules and and give that a go, even though it's something that you're like unsure about. So. Yeah. I think that's a real good, I mean, it's great. I don't know what you think, Callum, but it's just one of those things where you just stumble into it, but it's in a good way. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've you've done, you've tried things, you've tried and tested. Yeah, I like the social media part of the, the TravelX place. I like the idea of the internship with Women in Sport. Doing the presenting for the radio shows clearly helped. You know, it's at least aligned to something you want to do. Yeah. And, if anything, it probably got your confidence up just to talk about random stuff, really. You know, you've, you've researched and knowledge and you've just added more things to to your CV through uni. And then when it's come to the crunch time, you've had to weigh up two options, which is a grad scheme, which probably two years ago before that was, that's the aim. I just need a grad scheme. Mm. And then you've turned that down to go to an internship with the sun in a field that you didn't study, really. So... Yeah. It's, a, it's a great story and it's a great journey um, and it's one that's very very similar to a lot of people me being one um, you know did sport now ended up in finance as a recruiter so you know, the, the idea is to obviously move into a sport role but at some point but you know that journey is still apparent with people who are at uni going through uni finished two three four five years out of it so it's really really good. I, I, I like well I also like the fact that and we didn't have this at Bournemouth where it sounds like they have these other extra modules that are a little bit outside your field which is really good okay yeah. of course like they can provide that but you got to take them on which you've done your bit for that but I like the fact that they provide those as well I think that's a really good thing to do that's because, a good touch yeah I think real it is a good, good touch. touch I think a real good because like we you, had you... We, we had choices in modules a little bit but it wasn't as much as like going to completely something different I'd say the only one that we had that was probably slightly different was more the the law side was probably yeah because you either so. had your you had like your coaching elements but then it wasn't like an extra module like I'm sure if it was something you could do additionally you probably would still yeah. do that anyway similar mm. to yourself so yeah I think that's really really good and then obviously like you didn't get the woman in sport one which is probably a blessing in disguise and it always seems to work out that way you know you've got a friend anyway now who who currently does that role so you know what she would have been doing or what you would have been doing potentially so talk to us about um the actual internship then so how long have you been there at this moment so i've been there since june nice five months now yeah yeah Yeah. half a year and how have you found it I've really enjoyed it. I mean, when I first, it was really good in a way because our first three weeks we were doing the course. So it was at home online learning the basics of journalism, which I needed because article writing is completely different to essay writing. Mm -hmm. To go from a 10,000 word dissertation to a 300 word article, it's a completely different type of English that you need to learn. 
and learning where to source your information, making sure that your stories are reliable, that you're not, that you make sure you're referencing properly or making sure things are in quotes, that you're not just like framing something out of nowhere. So learning all the basics is really good. Learning the law side of it as well is really important. And so that was my first three weeks. And then after that, um, I've been based mainly on the digital desk. So everything you see on the Sunsport website, I've been mm-hmm. like working on. And it's just learning how to sort of make those articles up. It's not just about writing the articles. It's um, make, adding ads in, betting links, adding extra websites. So when you click on it, it then takes you to another article or another website. So learning all of that's been really interesting. So then it's just been writing up the articles. And I started during the European transfer window, which was very very busy so coming into that and the women's world cup so just wimbledon ashes there was so much going on during the summer but i feel like sports always busy so yeah i was gonna say do you remember your first article so i started off doing seo based stuff you're gonna have to break that down Callum's like no no i no, no no that's not for well it is for me but also for everyone else <laughs> you know not everyone knows what that is see i'm being nice so seo search engine optimization so if you type in for example um let's say tyson fury when his fight happens when's tyson fury fighting it'll come up when he's fighting where it's happening or spurs are playing this weekend when spurs aston villa that will then come up with time dates all of that so the first one i actually done was on the athletics world championships it was really random one because that was happening in i think happened in september so they've done it quite far in advance, but people start searching for these, especially events like that, quite a few months before, just like randomly. So yeah, it was more articles like that. About six weeks into it, I'd say that's when I started doing like proper articles, um, like stories. And this just consists of like gossip news, like who's moving to what club or what club's interested in this player. Uh, then other things such as like Formula One's constantly happening. So what Grand Prix next? Who won it? What has Verstappen said about Hamilton? What's Hamilton said about Mercedes? It's just all these sort of stories. And then when was it? In September, I went to my first game. So I'm a West Ham supporter. So I oh, went yeah. to oh, yeah. yeah. So I went to my first West Ham game in September. I shadowed Jordan, <laughs> who's the West Ham reporter at the Sun. So just going around behind the scenes at the stadium was really cool. Even though we drove to Newcastle, it was still a good game. But good result. Good result. Yeah, was, take that. yeah to be fair, I'd take it. Yeah. So that was good, going around behind the scenes, um, going to like the press conference after. So that that I purely just like shadowed. And then I went to Everton, West Ham, two, three weeks ago. And that I had to do a live blog of the game, which was oh, very cool. stressful. Go on, what was stressful about it? It's just because you can't watch the game, we're just constantly like that is true, actually. I always, I don't know how they do that. It's intense. That's the team you support, you support that team, you're so used to just watching them, and then you actually sort of like when you're halfway through a text and you're like, oh, you get distracted, and then you're like, oh, I I thought I sent the text, but you can't do that because you're live blogging. And so, yeah, that's where I'm sort of up to, and just sort of every day on a day to day basis, I probably write about five to six articles a day. 
just on different sports, so football, Formula One, they're the biggest ones, usually boxing as well. They're like the main sports that I usually cover. Are you are you deciding what like are you being told we should write something about X or Y or this player's done this? Can we talk you can you write an article about it? Or is it almost like early you think of what to write, run it by us and then go with it? Is that how it kind of works? So typically they do give you stories just because they know what brings traffic onto the website. Right. Newspapers probably slightly different. You've got a pitch of ideas, but on the website they know what articles attract like the best audience and it's just tailoring it towards that. And it's usually like your standard football stories are good for that. But I have pitched the odd idea, nothing major. Just I mean, on Twitter's your best source as a journalist. I mean, Twitter's great, especially with football. So it's just being able to spot the, the tweet first, really, and get it out there. You obviously have done so many bits already, which is great. Is there anything that shocked, not shocked you, but interests you about how things are done? Like like you go behind the scenes at, up at Newcastle or you doing the blog, live blogging. Anything you jump out that's like, oh, I didn't, I had no idea it was going to run, be run like this or, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Did, did that anything come up like that? I think going to the games and sitting in the press box... You don't, you sort of forget there's a press box there when you go to a game mm. and forgetting that people are actually there. Like, because when you know when you're on Twitter after and you see like a tweet or a video, you just take it for granted, like, oh yeah, that's it. But you forget there's someone actually behind the scenes doing that at the press conference. Like, when you're watching the press conference, there are actually people there writing it down, getting these quotes out. It's stuff that we take for granted on social media. We just, see a post like it share it read an article but you don't actually realize the time and the effort that goes into making these stories that these stories aren't don't just come out of anyway I mean, you might just think about it think oh David Moyes isn't going to be happy about how West Ham are playing but actually thinking what he said and stuff there's people who have to um transcribe all of that and put it out there so it's you don't realize the effort and the time that goes into all these things even with bog standard news like sky news bbc people are cons- like it's not a nine to five business this is a 24 7 thing like the job i'm in like people are coming in they start what some start at 6 a.m then when i leave at five o'clock people come in to start their shift then so it is a job that is just constantly happening you don't realize that this is a 24 7 thing you have to kind of work yourself around what's going on. It's not like it's not like a, everything happens. Yeah, he said from nine to five and it stops. And it's like, okay, great. Yeah, if the race is like, for example, that last F1 race in Las Vegas, like that's a ridiculous o'clock. If you've got a reporter from the UK, like you've got to deal with being at, up at crazy early morning. You've got West Ham that play on in Europe as well. So that they're not kicking off till half seven, eight o'clock. You know, you'll, you're there for the full stint of the game, which doesn't finish probably with some VAR till 10 half 10. And then when you're moaning about the VAR, you've got to go and deal with the manager that wants just to get on a plane or get on the coach and go home and go to the hotel. So it's, there's a lot of different skills, which I think is really important. Um, and then touching on that then, you know, obviously you've been doing it for six months now. What are the skills that you think you've really developed through the six months or, or ones that are really pivotal in your role? So I think uh, researching is a big one. When I first started, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't an avid user on Twitter. Um, I was probably more like on Instagram and TikTok. So it's learning who's best to follow on Twitter, 
um, what reporters, who's like reliable, where's good to get your information, so getting your head wrapped around that. And also what websites are good. I mean, there's loads of websites, British news outlets, and you've got the German, Spanish, French, which are because obviously the football will cover in all of Europe, or even like the US as well, and Saudi Arabia. So it's getting where to source your stories from. So research is a big one. And I think I think confidence as well is a big skill. I mean, when I first started, it was very, I didn't believe in what I could write. I was very like second guessing everything. But the best thing you can do in journalism is to just like go ahead. Callum's gone. (laughs) Sorry, Callum's back. Motion sensor. I was just lost in obviously the words and all the skills you were saying that my electricity cut out. Amazing. Can't. Yeah. So, God, I love, God, I love live telly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true anything can happen you've got to be prepared ridiculous, for ridiculous. Um, go on before i rudely <laughs> distracted you again nice all right yeah so it's just like having that and learning that the worst thing that can happen is someone telling you no that's literally it like mm. journalists like make mistakes every day whether it's a spelling mistake or putting someone's age wrong anything like that it happens every day and like that's normal and I think it's okay to just make the mistake because sometimes if you're trying so hard not to make one you're still gonna do it so just being very laid back and trying to be confident in your work because it, it shines through to my managers or like people that are reading it I think that is a yeah. big thing that I've learned as well I wasn't saying fully there I mean I'm still very not confident in pitching ideas for stories i feel like i have stories in my head but i'm like oh i don't know like is that really for this yeah or anything need, i think over you time take your just... own advice yeah you gotta definitely. take it yeah. what's the worst that can happen yeah, sure. they're gonna say no i think you're right with it with you you're only six months into doing it and it's like i feel like it's a rep game like i feel like it's just reps with writing in journalism like you just have to do as many as you can because that's how people like when they've done it for 10, 15 years, that's why they, they can write an ask like that quickly because they're just so used to it. So I think you're right with saying you, you, you're just starting out learning the fundamentals, which you have done and obviously just cracking on with it. But there'll be a point where you're like, do you know what? I know how to write an article really well. I've got an idea and then you can pitch it. I guess it's just about timing, I guess. Yeah, that's all the advice I've been getting from my managers. It's just one of them. It becomes muscle memory. Like a lot of my managers don't write articles anymore. They more just oversee everything. But I know that if they were given a headline, they could just, like you said, just do it like that. And I think when you're starting out, it might not be exactly what you want to do. You might not just want to sit behind a computer all day and write write loads of articles. But without that, without that foundation, it's going to be very hard for you to get into journalism. I mean, I'm, Right now, I really would like to go into radio or broadcasting. That's something I've always wanted to see because that's where I started off. That's where I found like my original passion for this sort of job. So, but I know I need to know how to write a good article before I can do that. Purely because when you write an article as well, it just broadens your vocabulary out. You talk a lot better. You can approach situations more. Um, evenly I can't really think of my words right now see this is why I need to write more articles but I think I think over time that will definitely help so anyone that is starting out 
you just need to, like you said, write as many as you can. I love how when you said about vocab and writing, me and Callum both smiled because we both know that I am I am shocking at writing. And when it comes to anything writing, it has to be Callum because mine (laughs) just sounds like I'm speaking. It's awful. I have to I have to proofread it. Not even change it. Take it all and just rewrite it. I mean, I mean, you've got you are dyslexic, so I have to massively heavily dyslexic. Yeah, but that's why that's why he's the front man. That's why he's the face. But I want to say for people out there, like, this is why I never thought I'd go into journalism. When I was younger, in terms of GCSEs and A-levels, like, essay-based was my better subject. But my English wasn't very good. I mean, my mum's always had a go at me for it. My teachers have always said, like, you talk, you can get your opinion across verbally, but on paper, you're, I just don't understand what you're writing. So that's why when I first got into this job, I'm like, I'm going to be rubbish at this. Like, I can't write. I can't. It doesn't come naturally to me. But people, who, whoever is listening about getting into this, it's okay. You don't need to be a talented writer to get into this. I'm very far from that. I wouldn't say writing comes naturally to me, but you can learn. And as long as you're willing to do that and willing to put in the effort then you can do it I wouldn't I'm not still not perfect definitely still far from it but it's just about putting in that hard work and trying to change it I think this links really well to what me and Callum wanted to ask and I think with you it's a great example of you had no idea you want to do journalism you've tried something out you realize this is this is for me and giving it a go our question is and you, you might have to think about quite hard about this one because it, it is a bit of a, it's like a hypothetical situation. But if you were maybe at sixth formula, I'm going to go to university and do journalism at uni and you knew what you wanted to do, now doing the internship and being in that world, is there anything that comes up where you're like, I kind of wish, or if I was starting out, I'd be learning this skill or I should be practicing this. Or maybe is it going to write for the university? I don't know what it is. It could be varsity or something like that. Yeah. Is there anything that jumps up? Is Because there'll, be, there'll be people, by the way, who want to do journalists, like have known they want to do it. And I've seen you who didn't originally, but now love it and are in it. Like, what could they do to be a better prepared person? Yeah, so... I don't think I would ever change the degree I've done Mm -hmm. just because I feel like my degrees help me with research, understanding the world, knowing how to approach different people and understand different cultures. I think it's really important with journalism. I think if you can do any subject like geography, a lot of people I work with did history as well. I feel like they're good subjects that give you that foundation. And if you end up not wanting to go into journalism after you don't have to because you've done a different subject. But anyone, if you are starting off doing journalism and something now looking back I wish I'd done was, like you said, maybe working for the university radio station or being able to write articles for them or even starting your own blog. If you know that's something you want to do, doing that extra work will probably shine through more to a recruiter than your actual degree because it shows that you're passionate and that you work outside of your academic studies towards doing journalism so if you if that's starting up your own podcast your own blog volunteering at like a radio station anything like that I'd say will most likely do very very well on your CV because it just shows that you're passionate and might offer something that your degree hasn't done for you yeah, yeah. great advice I think it makes sense I think does, does exactly what it says on the tin 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's a craft, isn't it? Like you have to, if the earlier you start, I guess, like the better you'll be at it. I don't know. The comparison would be, you know, you take a carpenter, you know, they're not going to be able to make a, a Trojan horse in a day or whatever, or however long it takes to do it and make it look pretty good on the first day. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. It takes years to master something yeah. like that. And again, you know, it's it's an artistic flair. There's There's your own spin on it that you can how it flows and everything like that, you know, and how it reads is going to be open to interpretation. But yeah, you know, if you do certain things here or there, it's always going to make CV look better. Um, and obviously just give you the experience. Why did you pick a Trojan horse out of interest? I was thinking. It was the first thing. It was Sorry, the first I just, thing I got to answer the question. The fact that that was, was the first was... thing that came to your head. Sorry, I completely ignored what Callum just said. Like, Trojan horse could be anything. Uh, you know me. Um, I love my history. So <laughs> as soon as I said carpentry and I went wooden, I was like, ah, Trojan horse. Trojan horse. horse. Yeah. That's the best right. thing. That's the best. Uh, thing. Not a chair, not a table. <laughs> Nothing that now I'm thinking about it makes sense. Just this big monstrosity of a horse, <laughs> horse. that doesn't look like a horse. I um, mean, so I, I am taking them. I mean, yeah, it's funny, but like what you 100% is right, Callum. Like it is, you can't expect to be like the first ask we do is great. Like, let's be honest, the first podcast we did was dreadful. Mm. Well, I think dreadful. We keep saying it was this. informative. But... I, th- I think you secretly want people to go back and look. No, I don't. That. You do because you bring funny it up enough, pretty actually, much every... When me and Ellie first talked, like, Eddie was like, I listened to a few of the podcasts and I was like, which one? Because I was concerned it was <laughs> the first. The first and one. then and then Eddie goes, Yeah, it was the one with um the sponsorship one. I was like, Oh, ask Alec, which was like the t- second one in, third one in. It was literally the first guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, yeah. mm, to be honest, I did sign I did signpost that one last week to yeah. the people but to like, go back to. But our point but again, is it like, shows a journey. Shows exactly. a journey, that's the point. And I'm sure like the first article you Ellie, you've done like it's going to look so different even like in eight months time nine like it's going to look so different which i think yeah. is the exciting thing for sure right definitely i mean during my course so i'm doing the nctj which again anyone getting into journalism is a very good qualification to have because where I, what i've heard from my managers and stuff that that's what they look for now for journalists to have like people who are applying and what was it sorry what is the course in general like what is it just give me kind of an idea i never heard of it yeah so it covers the like law um just like the basics in journalism like language how to write a column piece a feature an opinion piece nice. uh, just learning all of that how to broadcast journalism to making a podcast how to talk on radio where to source your stories from the course covers all of that i'm pretty sure if you do a journalism degree though you do it in the degree right. is it is it paid you know do you have to pay for it from your I'm point of view lucky it's getting paid if not i think it's about a four grand thing it's yeah wow cheap oh, yeah wow. ah okay by the yeah. way credit to the <laughs> wow. obviously, obviously the sun want to invest in you which is great really like you yeah very lucky to have that invested because i did not I probably would that. not have been able to afford it <laughs> i did not yeah. expect that i was and, like and oh, so, like 200 300 quid and but how long is much i don't know like how long is so it? i've done the foundation which was only three months but i'm hoping to stay on and do the full diploma which is like another degree so that's two years it's like a master's basically sort of thing okay that's well that's good i mean it's a specialist 
qualification similar to your ACCA for finance or SEMA or anything like that. So it's just a specialist course and it's always better to get someone else to pay for it, isn't it really? Um, <laughs> better better them than you. Um, okay, so is that, again, that touches on quite nicely what I wanted to say. Is, is that the plan for you then? You know, what what is the plan? Because I don't know how long your internship is with The Sun and, you know, what is the plan sort of post-Christmas then? Yeah, so my internship finishes uh, December time and from there I can either choose to work freelance where hoping that the sun will give me shifts carrying on doing what I'm doing or my aim is to get onto this apprenticeship programme which guarantees me another two years there can get this qualification and with that I can build my portfolio up more doing loads of different stuff. So that's the aim. That's okay. a, that's interesting actually i had a look on i was just interested in like journalism jobs a lot of them are apprenticeships sort of yeah. loads. I, it's obviously a, it's a market where it's based on like that's how they get talent in which is interesting is that apprenticeship but needing a degree to do it type apprenticeship like where you um, it's, again it's like a grad scheme as such for journalism or is it you can do it yeah and well, not I have think, a degree because obviously I don't it probably think helps, you need but... a degree Okay. I don't That's think you do like this internship you didn't need a degree but for me I was someone that needed a degree because I had it gave me those extra skills that I didn't have when I left school um I had more like part-time work and volunteering which I just don't see how you can have by the time you finish school at like 16 17 18 I mean some do which is great but I think the average person all of us there was five of us who did the internship me and two of the boys went to uni. One of them actually did geography as well. And one of the girls, she was my age, but she'd just been working full time and just left her job and wanted to go into it. And then one of the girls hadn't been to uni. So on that, you can base it on your own opinion. But I think having a degree or at least a few years more work experience under your belt helps than just trying to go in. At it's interesting that, with that one so we there's a guy called Elliot that we had on which would be go, go out before this episode and Elliot did lo- he went to uni as well did loads and loads of internships like during uni and he was saying in hindsight he thinks because he didn't know exactly he was like I want to do journalism but I didn't know what area and he was saying if I knew I wanted to be in I don't know what area it was Callum but it was it was a certain area in journalism yeah, he preferred there was those three areas of journalism, and he preferred the I think it was the digital side. He didn't he didn't want to yeah. he didn't want to do the newspapers. He didn't want to do that type of sort of more tangible type um, mm. journalism. And I think he basically said, if I could go back, I wouldn't really need to do the degree. I would actually just write and and do yeah. not necessarily cut the three years out because obviously yes, you do learn a lot of skills at uni. Some are life skills, some are research, but he said that I spoke to a lot of people. There is the route to go down the qualification route like yourself, but you can do yeah. that via an apprenticeship, which you could probably do two years earlier than maybe graduate. So there's obviously there's benefits Definitely. to both, but it's interesting that for this type of world, you can actually go straight to it in theory, rather yeah. than having to do the three years and then try and transition and fight with everyone else. So it's, it's quite nice. I think a lot where you're saying you see a lot of apprenticeships, what I've gathered is a lot of newspapers want to get you in at entry level and train you up to be a reporter there because 
every newspaper writes completely differently. I mean, The Sun compared to The Guardian is so different in terms of style of writing. So you can't just jump from one to the other. You need to, when you go to a newspaper, it's like you're doing a completely different job. So it's, I think that's why the apprenticeships, I presume that's why a lot of them have that, because getting you in at entry levels, a benefit to you, but also a great benefit to them, because they know that you're coming in with not really any experience and everything you're going to be taught is going to 100% gear you towards writing for them. And that means they can guarantee, well, if you, they, if you enjoy it and you show that you want to stay there, that they can offer you something you can be there in the long run so you're of use to them as well as them being of use to you because it shows that there's benefits in each one but yeah like back to callum's original question about the plans obviously it ends in december hopefully you have some freelance work but like how's that going to look is that going to be obviously they give you some certain shifts and you help out on certain things but like what else do you want to do i know you mentioned to to me on a call like you'd love to do a podcast or something yeah like what's in your head about what you want to do or anything planned or what's what's going on so that's definitely in the thought process um when I finish in December I really want to try and get a podcast going idea not quite got it yet definitely going to stick in sport and just sort of on the journalism aspect probably just covering like stories and stuff that I might are probably not suited for the sun maybe so more like smaller base sports stories, which I'm full of, uh, of interest to me and I hope are of interest to people. Trying to build that portfolio up and really trying to build up my social image because I think as a journalist now, everyone gets their information from social media. So if I can build up my profile online, I hope that will then get more people engaged in my work and will hopefully allow me to see more stories that I can hopefully cover well so that's my long-term aim for after good well can't wait to to see how that develops over time then no i think i think it's been really really good you know you've you've had probably the more stereotypical route of uni where you do a degree and then you don't know what you want to do but then you've did the journey of finding out what you like and you've managed to find that for now now i'm not saying you're going to do journalism forever but it seems to be something you're really interested which is always a bonus and obviously you've got a really really solid name behind you with the sun and the internship and if you get the apprenticeship route then great that sorts you out for two years and if not then you know i'm sure we'll promote you anyway to try and get you some work if you are going down the freelance route because that's about who you know at the end of the day as well as what you write so we can try and help build that social media presence too but i think it's been really really good yeah i think to add on to that i think there's a lot of touch points i think the the, the biggest one is go to uni and try stuff like you have and you fall into something which is such a small thing like you try a different like an extra module and it's now like this thing you want to do. I think that's a really, it's a small thing, but it's a big thing, I think, for a lot of students to, to definitely take up. And I think the one thing we shouldn't overlook is obviously, you know, you applied for one internship, you didn't get it, but you got offered something else. And obviously you had a good impression on whoever it was, the manager, which is a great thing. Like that's a good thing to, to see as well. And it goes to show when you go into a conversation or interview, it's not, I get rejected and that's it for that person. I never want to talk to them. Like there are other chances and you just never know. So there's an like expectation of like having, well, having no expectation. So yeah. I think that's really great. And I think you've provided some good insight, like things about the course. This I've never heard of it. So me and Callum <laughs> were like, oh, that's interesting. Like any student who's now listening, who's going, I want to do journalism, but I'm not doing a journalism degree. 
okay, great. Yeah. I need to do that module after uni or balance it, whatever they want to do. They know about it and they'll go and look at it. So I think it's been really insightful. I'm yeah, really, really glad that you're obviously on a good internship and let's see what happens. And any podcast help, I mean, can, can help. Um, Thank you. If that's needed. <laughs> We're still figuring it out, to be really honest with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Is there anything else, final words or anything to students or university version of Ellie or anything? One thing I would, I forgot to add on about uni with my dissertation, I done it on sport, like sport geography. So even if you haven't done journalism for your degree I think a dissertation if you have the opportunity to do a dissertation do it and if you figure out towards the end of your degree like me that it's something you want to go into do your research on it like do your research on journalism or do your research on sport do your research on politics like whatever field you want to go into because that will show again in the interview like your degree isn't that but you've still shown that you're capable of doing research and that you're passionate about that field that you've been able to write 10,000 words on it. So that, I think, I forgot to mention, that was something I also no, done as I well. I think valid for sure. But uh, yeah, really good. Really appreciate it. I think that was great. And that is pretty much Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this episode of the AP Sports Podcast. As always, just remember to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and as well, check us out on LinkedIn and Instagram so you don't miss out on the next episode. And Callum and myself, Chris, will see you on the next one.